Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and this is Paul Brennan, PGA professional with Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Our show is a breakdown of all things golf in the volunteer state. We will cover men's and women's golf tournaments, professional amateur events, and dive into junior golf as well. We will talk to the players, the instructors, and the organizers. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us on your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at pbradden 21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro. So, getting out of Tennessee golf for just a second, we just had the U.S. Open. It was contested in September at Wingfoot, an amazing golf course outside of New York. Um, and, and so I'm going to dedicate the whole show to that today. We'll catch back up with all our tournaments and, and everything and, and maybe get some guests on in the next couple of weeks. Um, first, I'm going to dive into my picks from last week. So Mark had come in about who my picks were at Wingfoot and... I'd pick Justin Thomas, Roy McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, and Ricky Fowler. You can go back and listen to last show's week to verify I'm not changing those picks. I will say I actually did pretty good, though. I've got JT and Rory tied for 8th. i got Xander tied for 5th, and Ricky making the cut at tied for 49th. So I went 4 for 4 on my picks making the cut, and 3 of my 4 finished inside the top 10. So I'll take credit for that one. But again, amazing stretch. I watched the replay, I think, three different times from Sunday's final round just to see the Wolf-Bryson um, battle. Uh, and it, it through nine holes, it was there. And then Bryson just started to pull away. Now, I know the distance debate is going to come back up, and I'm going to dive deep, deep, deep into that um, here in a second. But what I saw Bryson doing, and, and I'll use the numbers to back up what I'm talking about, was just making putts. Uh, hitting greens, uh, getting it close enough to the green to get up and down and save his pars and not losing the shots and, and making the bogeys that everybody else was. So just going back for a quick recap, Bryson DeChambeau shoots six under for four days to win the tournament over Matt Wolf at even par. Louis Uthazen comes in third, two over. Harris English comes in fourth at three over. And Xander Shoffley comes in fifth at four over. So Again, an amazing event, but Bryson just led the way. And again, I know you're going to go with the distance, and, and we will get to that. Um, the first things I wanted to talk about um, through this was the strokes gained. So looking at the stat, and you can actually go to uh, U.S. Open Golf and look at all the stats and do player comparisons and do breakdown, and I'll quote them as my source for basically everything statistical today. But for the week over the field, now again, what the, the strokes gained percentage is, and I've discussed it numerous times on the show, but we'll kind of give you a recap. So off the tee, if the hole is rated at 4.69 and you hit a drive of 300 yards, which would leave you 212 yards or whatever the number that is left, whatever the strokes that takes from that distance on tour compared to how you finish the hole. So again, it's, it's a mathematical equation. It gets really lost. It's easiest in putting to explain. The tour is 50-50 from 8 feet, which means 
the tour average is 1.5. So if you make one putt from eight feet, you pick up half a shot on the field. If you two putt it from eight feet, you lost a stroke or half a shot to the field. So it's a complete algorithm that based on how far your tee shot goes, it tells you what you should make from that position. And then you play your next shot and how far out tells you how what you should have made. And it's just a, a com compilation of all these numbers. So looking at how it kicked out, Bryson gained 22.37 shots on the field. Now, again, this is every shot, every day, all four rounds. Um, Matt Wolf was second um, at 16.37. Louis Uthazen was third at 14.37. Harris English was fourth at 13.37. And Xander Shoffley was fifth at 12.37. And what you'll notice is basically the number of shots that Bryson beat Wolf by was six, and it was 16 to 22 and wolf beats louis by two shots and it's 16 versus 14 so the statistical numbers play out to how they finished now off the tee and again we're going to go way more in depth but this is just how the top five finished bryson picked up a little over five shots versus the field louis um Louis picked up 2.78. Wolf in second place picked up 2.97. Harris actually only gained about half a shot. And Xander Shoffley lost almost a shot at negative 0.89. So even though he finished in the top five, the the distance he was driving it off the tee, and that's whether it was hitting the rough, and again, just lots of determining factors that go into this, but he lost shots off the field. Now if we go to the approach shot, and again, so how the approach shot works is so... Using the data, the tour has determined that 162 yards is the break-even point on tour. And so what I mean by that is 162 yards, a tour pro is going to knock it on the green and two-putt. Uh, and that's just what, for every birdie made, is going to be a bogey and and cancel themselves out. So if you're inside 160, uh, you've got a better chance of making birdie than if you're outside 160. So if you drive it to 160 and you make a three, or 162, and you make a three, you you gained and lost no shots to the field. So every birdie kind of picks that up. So in the approach shots for the week, Bryson picked up 6.98 shots. Wolf was right there behind him at 6.64. Louis, 1.15. And then Harris, 2.72. Uh, Xander coming in at 2.05. So you actually see the guys that finished fourth and fifth gained more shots on the field than Louis but Louis gained more shots off the tee. So again, now you're starting to understand how the numbers balance out. Now the next number is around the green. So these are the shots where you've missed the green or you're inside 20 yards of the green, maybe on your second shot or par 5. Bryson gained 5.42 shots to the field. Wolf gained 3.97. Louis gained 3.62. Harris 4.99. And Xander 5.47. So again, you're going to see some of the guys that finished further down the field who didn't drive it as well were able to make up strokes in the short game. And then going to the putting, Bryson 4.59, Wolf 2.77, Louis 6.42, Harris 5.08, and Xander 5.79. So again, just giving you the top five results there. So what you'll notice is even though Bryson didn't, well, off the tee, he was up there of the top five, but there were guys performing equally as well in other categories. What Bryson did so well is everything he was able to be consistently up there in those now again here's where the distance debate is going to come in um and bryson finished seventh in driving distance for the week 
Um, number one at 333.6 was DJ. Second was Wolf at 333.5. Taylor Pendriff, 331.9. John Rom, 331. Joaquin Newman, 330.10. Roy McElroy, 328.1. And Bryson, 325. So six guys drove it further than Bryson. Now looking at the fairways hit, DJ was 46%. Wolf was 39%, Taylor was 36%, John Rahm 42%, Jaquin 34%, Rory 55%, uh, and Bryson 41%. So, again, several of these guys hitting just the same number, and then Rory even hitting it a little bit further. So, this is kind of where the distance debate goes out the window. Six guys drove it better than him, but these guys didn't score better than him. So, it's still about hitting approach shots, getting it into the green. Um, Green's hit percentage, DJ was at 58%, Wolf was at 60 Taylor was at 47 John Rahm, 58 Joaquin, 50 Rory, 65 Bryson, 64 So again, you'll notice Wolf right up there at that 60% range, DJ very close, Rory at 65 but not being able to move up quick enough with Bryson hitting 64%. Now looking at the putting totals, uh, now this gives you the total putts, or Gives you the average putts per hole. Um, so DJ averaged 1.65, Wolf 1.6, Taylor 1.58, John Rahm 1.67, Jaquin 1.61, Rory 1.74, and Bryson 1.6. So again, nothing majorly. I mean, Rory hit more fairways or hit more greens. He actually hit more fairways and more greens, but he had more putts, meaning he's had more opportunities. So he had more birdie putts, so it just didn't didn't make as many as it went through this. Now looking at the birdie field. Now I just basically went for the top five, but there was several tied in that position. Justin Thomas led the field for the week with 15 birdies, but yet he's not in the top five. Uh, Matt Wolf at 14 with Adam Scott tied for second. Again, Wolf's up there. Adam Scott wasn't. Bryson, Patrick Reed, Daniel Berger, Billy Horschel, and Michael Thompson all had 13 birdies. Um, so again, Bryson was right up there within a couple of shots, but again, as you're starting to notice this pattern, he did everything well, not just his driving. Now, Bryson did lead the field in Eagles. Uh, he had two for the week. Uh, I believe there were 16 players that made one. Uh, we know Wolf made one on the final day on number nine. Um, again, one of the shorter hitters, actually, Zach Johnson made one. So again, not about distance alone. Now, Going to the strokes gained off the tee. Now, I've kind of told you how the top five have done throughout the event. Now, I'm going to give you all the people that ranked higher than Bryson, just kind of a, a, a breakdown of that. So, strokes gained off the tee. Rory hit more fairways, hit it further, gained 6.96 on the field. Bubba Watson gained 5.65, and then Bryson came in at 5.38. So, Bryson was third in strokes gained. So again, not just one thing, but a lot of contributing factors go into this. His approach shots into the green. Will Zatorres had 7.97. Tony Finau second at 7.4. And then Bryson comes in at third at 6.98. So now Bryson is gaining shots off the tee. Top three gaining shots on the his approach shots. Top three. Now, looking at the around the green, uh, again, this is just kind of your up and down 
uh, percentages or second shots on par fives type things or third shots on par fives. Xander Shoffley led the field with 5.47, and Bryson comes in at second at 5.42. So Bryson's driving it well, hitting a lot of greens, and he's getting up and down is kind of what we're noticing across this. Now going into the putting stat, and again, this was the biggest separator um, as far as Bryson not being at the, the very top of the list. Zach Johnson on putting gained 10.19 strokes. Um, Bryson only gained 4.59, which was 18th, so still top 20. Um, so, but of all this, the weakest was his putting, but yet it seemed like those were the biggest things that he made. The eagle putt that he made on nine, uh, the birdie putt from off the green on 11, just some really key putts that he made when he needed to. So again, I know I'm getting into the statistical side here pretty quickly, but it really boils down to doing a little bit of everything, not just excelling at one thing. Like I said, if we go back to the putting category alone, we had um, Zach Johnson with the 10.19. We had Rafael Cabrera-Brello coming in second with 8.14 strokes gained. Webb Simpson in third um, at 8.05. Now, Rafael actually finished 23rd in the event. Webb finished 8th. Lucas Glover at 7.53 strokes gained putting, finishes 17th in the field, but fourth in this category. Uh, Jackie Newman that we've talked about numerous times finishing um, very high in the driving distance category, 7.38, finishing 23rd in the event, but fifth in this. Then we've got like Jason Kokrak, Alan Norn, Brendan Todd, all gathering about six, six and a half shots. We talked about Louie. We've got Charles uh, Howell third. We've got Xander, Daniel Berger, Jason Day, all gaining five shots. Harris English, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, Lucas uh, Hubert, and then Bryson coming in with that 4.59. So there were a lot of guys who out-putted Bryson for the week, but he had done the driving, the approach shot, uh, and the chipping so well that even though his putting top, tw- top 20 – not that it was bad, but it wasn't the standout that actually won him the event, even though we saw the key clutch putts coming down. So as I talk about with a lot of my students, and again, it's it's just finding your, your niche, uh, finding what's solid about your game and using it to keep you into it. Um, again, I've always been really good with my short game um, and my putting has always been my strengths. And so I can hit my driver a little crooked, or and I can miss a green here or there. Um, but the days that my chipping and putting are not there, my game is going to suffer. I don't hit it as long as some of these guys. And again, even though I'm talking about it's not the distance debate, if I'm chipping and putting, I can be competitive with most of the guys I'm playing against. Um, but the days I'm not chipping and putting are the days I'm shooting more mid and, and high 70s and losing shots to the field really quickly. Um so again, looking at it, the mad scientist, Bryson DeChambeau, has figured out his formula. Now, it worked in the U.S. Open, really tough greens, really tough rough, um, and, and tough driving conditions. He was able to hit less than 50% of his fairways for the week, but still managed to hit 60, almost 65% of his greens, and that was one of Tiger's formulas in his prime. He wasn't the straightest driver, but he was going to give himself birdie putts, uh, and get on the greens and power through it. But we saw numerous times that Matt Wolf's golf ball landed shorter than Bryson's in the fairway, but the amount of the less spin 
and the lower angle descent that Matt Wolf and again two guys are not doing anything by the book except for their own you know playing their own games finished top two in the U.S. Open and so there's going to be a lot of a lot of controversy in this because it's changing it's different and, and, and that's good it makes people realize that doing it the same old way may not be what's best for you so you've got to have those rebels from time to time to kind of get out there and show us how to think outside the box or in Bryson's number uh, situation just think by the numbers but I know that the distance debate is going to be coming back up and again like I said he was seventh in driving distance for the week still really good but that wasn't the only deciding factor. It was just all these things that he statistically put together to help him play his game. So even though I'm talking about these guys being different, you know what they do at Impact is really good. I've seen the the comparison side by side of Matt Wolf and John Rahm, and and from arm parallel down through Impact, they're almost identical. And Bryson's very similar in those positions. He's a drawer of the ball by most standards. His club's coming from a more end-out pass, so he's going to do a lot of things that match up in the swing. Now, yes, his one-length irons, one-length wedges, higher hand positions, those are unique to him. But on the way down through hitting, he's so very similar to most of the other guys out there. There's really not that big of a difference. But they take different approaches to get there. Matt Wolf had a unique golf swing. His current coach um, has really just maintained the DNA of his golf swing and done things to help him improve. Uh, I know Mickelson was given a um, an interview not too long ago. I think it was right after he won the uh, Champions Tour event. But it was just talking about that he knows his swing gets long and always gets across the line. And so there's going to be some things that he struggles with. But he's made up for it over the years with being able to hit the shots and hit his short game. So he's not a great driver of the ball um, as far as accuracy goes. But he's always been able to compensate for that. So you do have to have your own spin on the game. It's not about being robots. Uh, but again, DeChambeau has put it down, put the numbers gotten an idea of what's going to work for his game. We're seeing Matt Wolf again, just ripping driver, um, hitting some really good shots and can kind of go toe to toe with pretty much anybody out there. He's already got a win under his belt. Um, in fact, maybe two wins now. Um, and then had a, a major contention putting himself there. He's going to be a name that we're going to see for a long time, but you've got to play your game. But if you're making the same mistakes over and over, you need to get somebody out there to help you figure out what's wrong with it, how to get it correct, and get the fundamentals back where it needs to be. So going back to last week's um, questions, there was one uh, about course management. It came in from Eric, um, and then Jason had brought up playing from the rough, which we saw a lot of it at this U.S. Open. And, and again, the things we look at there, Eric, for Bryson, his – routine or his course management idea was to hit it as far as he could um, and then take his chances from there. Now, I know Dustin Johnson had talked earlier in the week he was putting a two-iron in the bag uh, so that he could lay back, but yet he led the, the field in driving distance, so he actually scrapped that program pretty quickly. I think he hit it off the first tee and missed the fairway, uh, and from that point on, I think he stuck with what he knew because Dustin's key to his game is his driver. When he's hitting his driver good, he's hard to handle because he hits it so far. Not about the distance, though, because, again, longest driver in the field didn't win the tournament. Um, but distance helps. Uh, I do agree with that. But you've got to have the rest of your game be able to get up and down um, and 
go from there. So everybody, I know I kind of ranted, raged on the distance and the, the numbers, so it's kind of a boring episode. Hopefully somebody's going to enjoy this and get some better ideas about it. Um, if you have any questions on the Strokes Gained, again, you feel free to reach out to me on Instagram uh, at pbrandon21 or on Twitter at QSE underscore golf pro. Again, this is Paul Brandon, PGA Professional with Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. If you like the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can also find us in your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast. I know there's some forecasts for rain in the future this week, uh, so if you get a good day, get out, play some. Everybody have fun. Hit some fairways, hit some greens, and work on finding your strategy to play better golf. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.